Okay, today's daf we learned daf chavzayin, and in the Mishnah we so the halacha we just learned before as we ended the daf yesterday was haroeh yerek bekerem if he sees something growing in his bed in his kerem ba'amar and he says kishagia lo el katana when I see it I'm going to go and pick it up then it's okay even if it grows a bit however if he says when I get back I will pick it in most im hosif my time if it grows if an extra one hundred extra two hundred we'll see how that works out later. Then it would be Aso. So let's on the Gemara. Rabbi Yossi Barachanina Omer Babko El Shanu. This whole Inyan, that he doesn't have to stop what he's doing and make a beeline for it and pull it straight out of the ground, that is only regarding a worker in the Kerem. However, a Balabait that's not engaged in working, in, in being, it says, Abal Balabait Eno Osekba Malachar Abchaim says, Yakor Kilai. He has to go straight away and pull it out of the ground. However, the Gemara then continues. What happens, however, if it's balabait shu osek b'malachto? What if we're dealing with a balabait that he's actually engaged in work, meaning he's act, he's the one that's working the field and he's picking things out of the vineyard, for example? Then asoto kapoel. Then he has that leeway of saying yes. When he gets to that point, he'll pull it out of the ground. Okay. Now the Gemara says balabait shikiem yarakot sade bakerem asrim bein lo if he's mekayim, as we said, being mekayim kilaim, leaving kilaim in the field, allowing it to grow, that makes it asur. Noto is it not, not only is the, what's asur in? Rav Chaim says, is asurim haperot v'hayerakot. Both are asur. For him and for everybody else. Asur, you can't get enough from it. What about a po'el shekayam ke'yerakot v'sedeh? What if the po'el left it there? Then we say asur law, it's asur to him umutar l'koladam. But everybody else is allowed to get benefit, uh, benefit from it. Now the Gemara asks, I don't understand. How do you have a partially mutar and partially asur? How does that even work? If it's if you're saying it's kilaim, then it's kilaim. It's asur for everybody. So Ella, that must be Rabbi Shimon. But it must be because this is not his field. And he's just a work in somebody else's field. His violation of kilaim, he doesn't have the capacity to make it to make us or the, the person's vineyard. As we said, it would, a 16 amount diameter, it's going to knock out about four, at the at the worst case scenario, it's going to knock out 45 of his vines. So, um, and however, despite the fact in general we say what he does has zero effect. If he tries to make us or somebody else's property, we say haha. In this situation. The worker, it will be asur law. It will be asur for him. Now, why would it be asur for him if general we say, the Reb Chaim says in Derech Emunah, he says nearly that it's a type of knas, knas midarabanan, that what this worker was doing inappropriate, he should have pulled it out of the ground. So therefore, for him, he can't get any benefit, but he doesn't have the capacity to make it asur to the balabai. Now, here we've got a little shino girsa going on. In other words, rather than ba'alek katan, what is not ba'alek katan, it's b'shaliktan acher, not ba'alek katan acher, b'shaliktan acher. That's only if the bal, if the sorry, the worker was mekayim and somebody else pulled it out of the ground. Aval imliktan hu, if he, meaning this this uh, this individual, came and then the worker pulled it out, we say asul bain law. But not, not pulled out of the ground, meaning it was Malak at the payroll. He says, It'll be Asr for everybody. Now, that's already quite a bit of a theater. So, what do you mean it's Asr for everybody? Um, I'll read you, I'll read you, Rabbi Chaim says, Because he's working on the behalf of the Balabite, 
That what he's doing is as if he's doing it for the Balabait. Now that's a bit funny because didn't we say who cares if he's working with the Balabait? So according to this first explanation that really means it's asked for everybody, that would, according to Rabbi Chaim, that would, again, in Derech it says that's some sort of Knesset play. However, here, that's, what, that, that's how he explains the Rambam because the Rambam says Ben Lo Ben Lacher. Um, <clears throat> It says, uh, one second, where is it? Um, no, he, say, he says it in the Derech However, here in Reb Chaim and the Perish and the Gemara, he says, Perish Acher, ima poelaktam besof bishvil atzmo. That's what it means. Not that the, law, the, the, the poel came and picked it for the Balabayit, but he was allowed to eat from it, No. We said a pole's allowed to eat first leaf as he's going through someone's field. This is in in the Zikin we learned of these halachas. If he picks it for himself, then ah, havaleki ilu igle milta igle lemafreya. Now it seems to be retroactive. He says he was that what he wasn't makdish davar sheino shelo. He was makdish davar shelo. That's really his because he picked it up and that was going to be his to take. Therefore, that's why it makes it aser lekula alma. That's why it now makes it aser for everybody. And maybe that's a second explanation. So now the first explanation must be some sort of zero. The second explanation may be a bit easier to understand that if he's malaked it for himself, Migla Milton Lamafreya, it's now it comes clear that that was as if it was his from the outset. And yes, he can makdish devar shalom. Therefore, it's asu for everybody. Okay. Now we say, imosif matayim asu. Now the question is, how do you work out if someone's imosif matayim? How do you do such a thing? We said if it's mosif matayim, you deliberately makayim besadeh. This thing and it grows a matayim, the, the, the plant, the vegetable, whatever it is, grows a matayim. Then we say, actually, it's really the vegetable grows a matayim. Then we say that it's that it's that then now it's makdish the kerem, it's asur, both as we saw before, both the kerem and the vegetable. So now we say, um, so sorry, sorry. so durbiyana misharim bahadim yarvuza, that we're mashairat with this yarvuza. Now, what would we, what are we using the example of, of, of the yarvuza? What's interesting here is. According to the Gura, it sounds like that we actually use the shear by this Yarvuza. You'll see what the, it's up a plant that it's very easy to see its growth, its changes in growth. So even if another plant might behave differently, we just use that Yarvuza shear. The time it takes for the Yarvuza to grow, at 200, we can see it. Therefore, that's, that's, that's a shear for all plants, whatever the timing is. However, um, that's not that's not how the Rambam explains it, and that's how, how the, the Pneumosh explains it. They explain that actually what it means is we're using the Yeravuza as an example. So I, I think you'd read the, like um, you'd read the Gemara, not Bashan Bahadin Yeravuza. Perhaps you should read it Kahadin Yeravuza, but I haven't seen a Shino Girsi here at all. Yeah, the other explanation. Meaning, so therefore, how? Ketzeru Bodek, Rabbeivai, or Rabbibi, however, whatever your is here. says, You pick one and either maniach echad or maniach. The student of Girsol, you see what the big difference is in a minute. So there's two understandings. According to the Rush, you take, you take one and leave one. And you use the one you've picked. Now you assume it's going to be static. And you use that as a comparison for the other one that's growing. You can see if it's grown to 200. However, others say, no, you don't actually have umaniach echad. You seem to look at you pick one, umaniach, and you let it start reducing in size. And as you measure the reduction in size, that's 
is going to be comparable to the increase in size on the actual the plant that's growing. So you can measure growth of a two hundredth when you're as a function of say decay. Now, how do you measure two hundredth change in volume? So actually, what's interesting, the Rambam says in um, in Hilchik in the Mishnah Torah, is what you do is you time how long it takes to completely dry out the thing you've picked, and then you've got a time frame now, and you divide it by two hundred. And now you know how much time it takes, say, in growth. So in other words, the big assumption here is that the drying out process is similar to the growth, is, is, is um, comparable, is pretty much equal to the growth timing as well. So therefore, that's how you know the timing of how much longer it takes to grow 200. Hard to imagine you could be that exact. Um, well, it says here, I'll read it. It says, I'll read it. It says, Aval Rambam garis loket acheromaniach otoechat. It's actually clear in the Rambam. The Rambam himself says this here. Where is it? Um, it's much easier, by the way, if you're saying, I'll time how long it takes for the whole thing to dry out and then divide it by 200, than sort of you know, taking a photo or weighing it or something and then seeing the reduction in 200 if you don't have like these uh, you know, refined scales. Um, but yeah, the, the rum. I think it's, I can't. I can't find a few now. But the rumbum in um, the Mishnah Torah says that you so wait till it dries out. The last one I've got here is yeah. I don't have. I don't have a copy to my Gemara. But yeah. Okay. Let's continue. Um, fine. So this is now halach above. Let's say someone's going through a karam and he happened to have, he was carrying a bag or he carried some something in his pockets and some zraim fell in the field and it grew. So what they got manure. And it might be that what happened is in some of the manure of the animal, they would be some seeds inside it that weren't necessarily digested and came straight out. Or he takes it, he's watering the field, and in that clear he used, there could be some zraim that were in it. And then what happened? All these zraim grow. It says, or he's planting, and as he's planting, some wind blew behind him, so he wasn't aware of it. And what happened as a result? It ended up growing in this kilaim. Do we say he planted kilaim? No, we say, no, it's actually mutar. It's not a problem. Why? Because again, he didn't know about it when it, when it, when it was planted. Again, once he knows about it, then we say, if it's Mosif Matan, there's going to be a problem. Fine. But however, what about a siyata ruach lefanav? What if the wind blew the seeds going in front of him and he's aware of it? What does he do? Rabbi Kiva says, im asavim, if it is just starting to grow little shoots from the ground, then we say, then you'll pach. All you do is plow through it and destroy it. Vim aviv, if, however, it started growing, so the wheat, for example, is starting to form, we say, you know, parts, you've got to, it sounds like beat it out. We'll discuss that in a, a minute in the Gemara. However, it's already grown a shlish of its growth, then it's us, so you've got to burn it. Okay, that's how you just, that's how you get rid of this, um, the, uh, the, this dagan that uh, started growing in your vineyard. You have to burn just that or it becomes kalaya. Uh, interesting question. We'll discuss that. So, so far, it sounds like if you're Makaim Kilaim, right? Both the uh, both the both the vines and the uh, and and the wheat would be Asur. But here, the focus of the Mishnah just to, the reason why I say good question because I think we start differentiating at some point later in the Mishnah from memory. But um, it sounds like here that it's our focus of the Mishnah anyway is what you do with this uh, with this, say the wheat that grew. Okay, mm-hmm. let's continue. Amar Abalazar. The case is he's standing a stelavan and it was blown into the sterkerem. It was blown into the vineyard. Now, why is that important? You'll see in a minute. So Rebbe's era says, What's this case? Is it Omed? 
Is he saying he's standing specifically and only in a uh, in the field, or a filo omed, or even if he's standing in a field and some of the and some of the uh, wheat was blown in? So what's what's a nafkimina if you say omed or a filo omed? The Gemara is going to flesh it out. It says into omed balavan. If you say that he's standing in this delavan, have the stair kerem, but if it's in the stair kerem, it would say that's not the case. Now, if you recall, we said when it comes to these rhyme, it makes a difference if a blue in front of him or behind him. If it's behind him, he wasn't aware of it, then it's okay. If it's in front of him, he's got to start plowing it out of the ground. He's got to deal with it. However, uh, so in other words, if you say it's the Omed specifically, Bestelavan, then it's saying that if he's in a kerem, even if a blue behind him, it would be problematic. In other words, it's almost like a leniency is only in the Stelavan. You can say if it blows behind you, it's okay. However, in Tamar, if you say that the Lashon is Afilu Omed, if you say that it's even if he's standing in a stelavan, it means he had a he had a, then it doesn't make a difference. The, the chiluk of the Mishnah in front of him behind him would be the same whether he was standing in the vineyard or he was standing in the um standing in the in the in, in sorry in the field, in the in the stelavan, meaning the wheat field. And the chedrach by saying afilu means even though he's in the stelavan, still if a blue in front of him, he has to deal with it straight away. So now we say Nishmin Mahara, how do we understand it? Rabbi Shimon bin Yehuda Omer, Mishum Rabbi Shimon. Hazoreya, important, this is a different lashon now. Someone happens to be planting. ruach, and the wind blew some of the seeds as he was planting Lachorab behind him. It's mutar. Why? Mipnesho Ones. Mashma what? What do we mashma from this? It says, Manan Kaimin. What are you talking? Iba Omer Bestela, Omed Bestela Kerem. If you say this case is standing in a vineyard, Overa vera, that means what's he planting? He's planting kilaim in a kerem. The sense doesn't make any sense. The case doesn't make any sense. Vatim, and it's overa vera, and you say that that which blew behind would be mutar. That makes no sense whatsoever. Ele, it must be kinan kaimin, must be that he was standing in stelavan. And what happened is the chiluk is specifically and only if he happened to be standing in a stelavan. Mashma, if he's standing in a, if he's bringing wheat, walking through dangerously with wheat, with all these, with all these uh, you know, sacks of, uh, sacks of grain and it happened to blow behind him, that would still be more machmir if he's doing so, if he did that in a kerem, than if he was in a stelavan. Okay, stelavan is again an expression for like a wheat field or grain field versus a, a vineyard. Now, or steilan is an orchard. Let's continue. So he said, if it happened to grow these little asavim, you've got to turn it over. So Reb Zira says as follows, Reb Shimon ben Lakish, b'shem Reb says, im asavim yupach, if it's little, it's starting to grow little, uh, say, little shoots from the ground, tiny bits, and you, you plow through. And then hakol mutar. You can get benefit from that. However, im aviv, if it starts growing, so you're starting the grain developing, it hasn't grown a shlish yet. It hasn't developed a third of its development, but the, the, um, the wheat's starting to develop. Yinapetz hakashem, you, what's yinapetz? This is an interesting language. The Mishnah says if it's, if it's, uh, if it's um, aviv, yinapetz. Now, what does that mean? That sounds like it means you bang it out. So you know, petzakashi, and therefore hakashim mutarim dagan asur. The only thing that comes asur is that dagan, the actual the product. However, the stalks themselves you can get hana from. However, shlish, if it grows a full shlish, then tilekah called the whole thing's going to be has to be destroyed, has to be burnt. Now, what's interesting here is Reb Shimon actually said the name of Roshaya is that we can be mashma something from the lashon of the Mishnah. The fact it says. In the case, and Asavim, just plow it through. The second one is Yinafetz. And the last one says Yidlak, means the Isur, the, the Isur that in each of these phases is different. Importantly, the middle phase would be that you can actually get Hana from the stalks and not the, uh, and not the what's it called, the, um, 
the actual kernels. However, Yochanan says, no, I call Asur. Every, it's all completely Asur, meaning the stalks and the grain, even if it's Aviv and even in the early stage. So the question is, what is, um, so then the Gemara is going to ask obvious question. If the treatment is the same in every case, why does a Lashon change every time at different phases of growth? Again, according to Rabbi Shimon Malakshin, it makes a lot of sense because the halachic status is different in each phase. So why can't Rabbi Yochanan, if it, the whole thing's us or at every phase, is a la- language different? So he says, like we learned over there, meaning Ola and Kilei Kerem. When it comes to destroying it, it has means that you destroy in the manner in which it's meant to be destroyed. For example, if it's something that can be burnt, you burn it. If it's something that is that is like a liquid, you can't throw wine on a fire. Rather, what you do do with that, you bury it. So, in other words, the the reason why the Mishnah changes its language because it talks about how you destroy these things in their derech. For example, a little shoots, you don't have to pull the shoots out of the ground and burn it. You just plow it through. When it comes to these Aviv early stage stalks, all you do is bash them out. You don't have to burn it. That's enough to destroy it. However, if it's developed significantly more than shlish, you have to burn it. That's why, that's why there's a change in Lasha. Now, Rabbi Yaakov Bar-Idi, B'Shem Rabbi Shimon Malachi says, So we already saw the case where the Kashim, according to one opinion, is okay, but the Dagan, is, the Dagan, mean the grain itself, is Asur. But he says, sometimes you can have it the other way around. So, hey, Chavide Hasur. You planted the heter, so things growing nice. And then what happened? You start taking the branches from the vine. There was a good distance, and you start training it over your wheat. So what do we say? We say quite clearly that hakashi mutarin, the stalks are fine because they grew the heter. Now what's asur is the dagan, that which grew after the, the, in other words, the grain inside it. However, what's the other case? Zarabi is what happens if you planted it underneath overhanging vines, which is no good. And then as it grew and the, then the, the grain started developing, over it, we say, but the dagan is fine. So in other words, you beat out the grain, you can enjoy the grain and the kash would be asur, wouldn't be able to get any benefit from it. However, Rebbe Zira doesn't like that at all. I understand the first case where you say the kash ni mutar and the dagan is asur because it was initially mutar. And then only what developed after became asur. However, the second case, if you say it was initially asur, kashim asurim, badagan mutar, how can it be when you move the vine leaves away that the dagan becomes mutar? Gadal mitoch isur, vata mutar, that which it's growing from, pan the pan, that which is stemming from, if you like, is asur. So how can you say the grain now is going to be mutar? So Rebzira Kedaiti Rebzira holds exactly like the Lafishi Tato, which is the Amar Rebzira Bishem Yonatan. If you take batsal, which is onion, it's kile kerem, it's, it's, it's considered kilaim and vinyan, and you pull it out and you plant it elsewhere, doesn't matter how much it grows, even if you want to say it grows more than 200 times it. So normally 200 to 1 by kile kerem is battle. Now the matter, it's still asul, that which grows out of isur, even if it's bizman heter, we say that cannot mavatel, that ain't ma'alineta isur, that cannot mavatel the isur. In other words, Rabbi Zira says if it's growing from something isur, it shares its status of being is asur. Okay.
So in other words, according to Zero, you can't have a scenario where the stalks would be asur and the grain would be mortar. It's just impossible because the grain is growing from that which is asur. Now, next to halacha, this halacha zayin. Hamakayim kotzei What if someone keeps these thistles and thorns within a field? Uh, sorry, in a field, in a kerem. Now, to explain this Mishnah, the Rambam says in Hilchah um, Kilayim, Perik Hei Halacha Vav, that the Isur and Kilei Kerem is only things that are defined as Zra'im and Yerek. Okay? Other things that happen to grow there, not, it doesn't make, it's not a problem of Kilei Kerem. It's only that which is defined as Zra'im and, and, and Yerek. So what the Mishnah is going to deal with is discussing various things that might grow in a Kerem and discern, is this Isur or Kilei Kerem or not? Do I have to panic and, and pull it out? So Makaim, if someone keeps these thistles and thorns within a kerem, is it a problem? According to Rebbe Yezer, Amer Kidesh, it's the problem. It makes the issue of the kilaim. But Chachamim says, Lo Kidesh, by keeping them there and wanting them there, if you like, it's not going to be a problem kilaim. Why? Lo Kidesh, Ela Davasha Kamol Makaimim. That's if only if you're, I, I, I already got ahead of myself. I explained the Chachamim not so accurately. It says, Lo Kidesh, it doesn't make kilaim, only those things that you want to makaim. Thistles and thorns people don't care about, so therefore it's not a problem with kilaim. Okay, next. Ha'irus is iris, ha'kisum is ivy, vashoshanat melech is like a white lily or king lily. The kolmin is raim, all this type, and all raim of this category, because raim is general, is kilayim, meaning like this. We say, ain't on kilayim bikerim, that's not kilayim bikerim, because again, these iris, ivy, and the like, they're not considered either minyerek or tfua. Okay. Ha'kanbus, which is hemp, Rabbi Tarfon says, ain't on kilayim. However, ha'chacham says, excuse kilayim. me, excuse me, excuse me, yeah. but if you just now read, did I hear Erus, Vakisum, Shoshana, Tamerech, Holmin, Zaim, Enam Kliam, Bekerem? Enam, it's Enam Kliam, Bekerem. That's a Giris in the Mishnah, that's a Shino Giris of the Gra. I've got even square brackets like that in our Mishnah. Okay, thank you. Um, I thought I heard, I heard it yeah, all. If you, if you look in, no, in, in, in our Mishnah, it's, it's Enam. You might have in your Gemara the word Enam missing. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm yeah. asking. Yeah, it, 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 should, it should have Enam, meaning it's, it's that, that's, that's the Giris in, in our Mishnahs we have. Okay. okay, thank you. Uh, sorry, I should have been on the ball there. Okay, Hakan boss when it comes to hemp, Rabbi Tafrin, any kilaim, says it is kilaim. Um, he says because because Rabbi Tafrin says people aren't making these things. We'll get to that discussion in a minute. But kinros, kinros is some, I think, artichoke is one, is a way the, um, no, that's the way the um, Pnei Moshe translates it. There's other explanations as well, but artichoke, that, uh, that's kilaim bekerah. So Amar Avayot Tamad Rabbi Yezer. Now, what's the shit of Rabbi Yezer? Why these kotsim akilaim bekerem? So he says sheken mekayme otam legmalim ba'aravia. In Arabia, in these places, people would keep these for to feed their camels. So since the mekayim, they have a din like mekayim bekerem, and that that defines it for everybody. However, Chachamim say no. They say in a places where the Makaim, then it's a problem. But the fact that in certain countries happen to Makaim them doesn't 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 ruin it for everybody else in the world. Now, Ha'irus, what's Irus? That's Irasia. We've, we've given the translations, but you have to send the Gemara what translates it for them, right? So Irus is Irasia, Kisum is Kisusa, and Shoshana Melach is Krintun. Okay. Then those are the things we said in the Mishnah was Iris, Ivy, and this white lily. Hakanim. So hegim is like a thistly type of bush of some sort. Kanim um, is reed. Vahavered is a rose. Vahatadim is like a waythorn or some sort of thorny plant. Their min ilam, that is the status of a tree. And we said ilanot is not a problem of kilaim in a kerem. You'll see later on in Mishnah, so they even sometimes trained vines over 
um, over trees, but we'll get to that later. But a mini line is not kilai mikeret. Hashifa v'hachitin v'hagemi. Now it can't be shifa and chitin because shifa and chitin is oats and um, wheat, um, and that's obviously kilai mikeret. So therefore, the gra changes to hashifa v'haosim as opposed to shifa v'chitin. But anyway, all types of um, sort of reed bulrush, those type of things. V'shal kol min kolgdim and other things that grow in a meadow. We say them min deshaim, and here we got a shino gears of the gra. Therefore, since I mean in Deshaim, they're like Yerek, and therefore they'll be Kilaim Bekeret. Okay. Now we say, but one second, you just mentioned before the what you just mentioned that Atad, this uh was it Atad, yeah, Atadim before this says a mini lan. This brings us, connects us to Mishnayomit, right? That uh, the brachot on fruit, on vegetables, certain vegetables, we say, So what are these mine dishaim? Those are kinras so you just said before that it's, I mean, it's actually, it's it, with kilaim, it's a min ilan. But here you're saying the brach you make on it is bremin et shame. It sounds like, it sounds like a min yerek. So why it's not kilaim bekeret? So we say, taman li bracha vekan li kilaim. Whoa, taman li kilaim vekan li kerem. What's that, what, kilaim, what's that talking about? I read your abchaim. He says, le'inyan bracha, when it comes to bracha, tani babrayt, derbyo shaya. says, in other words, that bright derbyo shaya is talking about a bracha. You make a bremin shayim. What's that talking about? The only thing you eat from Atad are these little berries, which are these perot ktanim sho'olim bahem, these type of small little berries, or not really, but it's not really a pre. It's these like little berries that some Farshim say they sit by the leaves and like. That's not the ikar of the actual tree itself. So therefore, therefore, it's not important enough to have the bracha of bre priya etz. However, the actual tree itself of Milan, since the actual tree, this atad, this uh, uh, is actually a is like a min etz, if you like. Therefore, it's in enam kilaim, which is interesting. So you can have things that grow, or I shouldn't say things that grow on a tree. It's not because it's not a pre etz. It, well, it's like you have components, if you like, of, that grow on a tree that actually has, if you like, using alash, and you make a bray priyadama on. Okay, that's it when it's not the ikar of the tree. That's it. We can learn Hilcher Brachas here. Okay. Amri Yossi had the Amrati who say Etrog. Afal Pishat Omrim Allah Bripriya Etz. Even though Etrog you make a Bripriya Etz. Atamala Tmarot or Timrot or whatever, how you want to explain it. Shalom. Bremine Deshaim. Now, here, as opposed to berries, we've been seeing an explanation before. Here, what's interesting, the um, the, the Rosh Hashanah says here we're talking about Tamrot. These Lulavim, these small little shoots that come out of the Ilan, when they're soft, you could eat them. Now, what's the ikar priya of an etrog tree? It's the etrog. So, therefore, these little shoots, you don't make a bray priya et, you make a bray minate shame or bray priya dama, according to the way we'd say it. Okay, next, continue, just to finish off the Gemara and the Perak. Hatzlaf, which is like a caper bush, Beishamai says, kilaim bekerem, ve'enu kilaim bezrayim. I'll just read inside. He says, um, it's actually kilaim bekerem u bezrayim. It's important to say that's the gears that change once again, the way Reb Chaim quotes the Gra. He says, in other words, he's not sure if it's a mini lan, a tree, or it's a mindeshaim. Therefore, therefore, we make it asur, we treat it like a minzraim. But Hill says, However, in the no, we're machmer, is machmer misafik to treat it like a like a zera, if you like a desha. Nonetheless, he's also machmir. Everyone agrees you've got to treat it like a tree. I call Mishul Chayba Orla. The first three years, you're not allowed to get any benefit from its fruit, the caper berries. So, Tani Rebbe Bar Papa, Etchu Ola Migizo Min Ilan, Umishar Shav, Min Yerek. 
He gives a klal heel. Anything that grows from the trunk, if you like, the trunk stays from year to year is a min ilan. However, if it goes straight from the roots, so there's the trunk doesn't stay from year to year, then it's a minyarek. So that's how you understand your bray prayer, it's bray prayer dama. So he says, one second, Haiti for hakruv. Kruv, we generally translate as being like a cabbage. It seems to be there's a geza, there's a trunk that stays from year to year. And yet everybody agrees that what the bracha is a bore pri hadama. So is this a good klal? And the answer is no, there's a difference. It's not 100% klal, meaning there are things that have the, have the bracha bore pri hadama despite the, despite the fact we say that the ole uh, migizo. Nonetheless, kan bevadai kan when we know what the bracha is, we know what the bracha is. Leave it at that. However, when we have a safek, that's when you fall back onto this klal of olemigizolo or olominarashar to determine if it's a etz or it's a adama or min ilan or min yerek. With that, we say adonalach kerem shecharav. With that, we finish the adonalach kerem shecharav and kerem shecharav. This is the end of the parak of the, the parak we discussed about this vineyard that had problems problems with it. And the next parak just to give you an introduction to so we go from parak to parak straight away without any hesitation is discusses other arrangements of vines that still have a dim kerem. The first one is Ezu Aris. This is the trellis vine, the, the vine that's Hanoteshua Hamisha. You've got five vanim that are against the wall. We'll learn about that tomorrow. That still, even though Beit Hillel says, if you recall, you need two rows of vines. Here, when you've only, even if you've got one row of vines, if it's, its configuration is against the wall, then it has a status of a vineyard. You have to leave the Avodat HaKerem, which is Daladamot. We'll see that tomorrow, Mitzvah. Right, cold to everyone. Uh, Lord, keep going.